Phantom House. It's the place for podcasts. Welcome to the living room. Please make yourself at home. This week, I spoke with our second poet on this podcast, Vanessa Tahai. We talk about performing, enunciating your words, and the loss of language. You can find her on Instagram at Vanessa underscore Tahai. This one was such a pleasure to do. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Say roll me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So start with whatever you want. Whatever I want? Yeah. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> okay, so this one is called My Mother, like Melinda Morena. My mother's tongue holds many secrets. It holds many stories. Espanol, Spanglish, and our native tongue, Quiche. My mother has been talked about her head in respect, but she bows and apologizes for a broken plate. Her knees are tired of cleaning floors. Her hands are tired of picking up broken glass. Her tongue is tired of saying I'm sorry in broken English. In this house, my mother is la que tiene los pantalones. Before she leaves from work, she wakes us up at 5 a.m to the sound of cumbia that make her feet tap to the rhythm and her wide hips move side to side while making some empanadas and arroz con leche. My mother is beautiful. Her black hair is long enough to wrap you in the enchantment of her canto. Her arms strong enough to carry everything that has fallen down. My mother carries her brown skin like a keepsake. She says there's no shame of being called a goddess. Her thick accent is always reminding me the home is a place I should never forget. I beg my mother to teach me the history behind her native tongue. I ask her to teach me how to run like her, how to be strong like her, how to move to the rhythm of her rolling R. She says that our tongue is a masterpiece, that with every word we say, we paint the stories of our ancestors, that our shoulders were made wide enough to carry the honor of this country. You see, my mother is not ashamed of being called indígena. She is always loud enough to make you sit and listen to what she has come to offer. Great. Okay. So can you introduce yourself and what you do? My name is Vanessa Tahai. Uh, I do spoken word poetry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so when did you start writing and then eventually performing after that? When? But I started writing mm-hmm. in like before I was even in high school. But you know, it was those little journals like today my day was amazing. I like this girl. I like this boy. Everything's amazing. And then my brother actually my brother Elmer he was like there's this poetry club at my school I was like I don't know poetry though what is poetry he's like the guy you like goes there so I was like all right I'm gonna be there so like I started writing poetry like poetry poetry in like high school sophomore year yeah probably sophomore year and what was the other question oh what but when did you start performing after performing that? it yeah it was <laughs> Yeah, like I, I started at the beginning of sophomore year and started performing at the end of sophomore year. Oh, that's really yeah. fast. Yeah, it was very, very <laughs> fast. Yeah, like I didn't know at some point I just started like reading poetry in class and like crying. And I have a teacher, best English teacher ever, Miss Kernick. 
she's like the real deal she was like Vanessa you should perform a few poems I was like no I don't do that I don't perform what's performing and she was like just do it and I did it and she's like just keep doing it I was like okay I guess I'll do poetry now and yeah was it that quick that you like realized you had this like ability to communicate and like perform in that way because I, I would imagine like that there I think you can be like a poet who like just writes and doesn't necessarily perform and do slam mm -hmm. whereas you can be a person who does do that and I think that like jump to that is it seems to me it would be harder than what you make it sound like where it sounds like you just like did it really quickly oh. <laughs> within a couple months no it was it was so hard. It sounds like it's so easy. Like, you know, you stick a little step. No, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life because, like I said, I would read my poem and I would read the first line. Mm -hmm. And after the first line, I would start bawling for 15 minutes because there's so much, so many emotions involved in it. And I would just talk for 15 minutes. I mean, cry for 15 minutes. And after like 15 minutes, I will read the same line and start crying for 15 minutes again. So I would never finish reading the actual poem. And I was like, and after an hour, I was like still stuck in the first line. And that was like for a whole like mess of like a whole weeks. And then my teacher, Miss Kernick, she like taught me how to like do these things little by little. Like I was with her for, um, when we had, um, lunch and breaks at school and like after school and before school like I was living basically in F5 which is her <laughs> you know her room and yeah and I was just there for like a whole mess of months trying to figure out how to perform crying so it's not it's not easy it's and till this day I'm still learning how mm. I'm still learning how should I perform learning my true voice you know because sometimes we do get stuck into like oh this person does it that way and I like it so maybe I should do it this way too and it's like and people are like wait you sound kind of like this and like I heard that somewhere and I'm like darn it like I have to find my true voice and it, it is very hard to find your true voice I'm still trying to figure out like how am I supposed to sound how am I supposed to deliver everything I'm saying and for people to actually understand that these are my true feelings and things like that so there's actually like this conversation like among like the poetry community that's like finding a style like because like I, I'm a visual artist so I like I draw things and there's Especially when you're young, there's always you're trying to find like what your style is and like yeah. what your voice is. And it's interesting to hear that's the same thing with you. And I'm wondering what that like if you can put words to what type of stuff that is, because you mentioned like you were talking with your teacher about like certain like concepts to hit and like mm -hmm. ways to get better. And like, can you tell me like what those types of things are and like what you try to do when you're performing that like make you better and like things you're trying to get better at well i suck at pronunciation like mm -hmm. personally uh, i would like mumble some words and my teacher would be like you need to enunciate the words i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah so like she would give me those types of tips and she would also tell me like breathe for my stomach and so i could have more air and all of this and i do a i don't know if you can i do a lot of hand movements i'm like although i'm performing i'm like yeah you know we gotta do this and it's like what are you doing Vanessa so it's just like how to like find the perfect spot like the perfect line for me to do a hand movement a hand signal or something because like I'm not gonna stand in stage and just firmly and be like this is my poem like mm -hmm. sound like a robot you know and like so she tells me to do a little hand movements but like at the right time at the right word and 
yeah and just not be too loud not be too quiet just minimally everyone can hear you but still like don't like don't go like all deaf after you perform yeah i hadn't thought about like how you have to manage your breath yeah and you have, a lot. because if you don't you'll like come to you won't be ready for a line that you're trying to hit yeah yeah That's yeah because yeah you sometimes because like you go really fast you're like and then gotta catch a little breath and then go again yeah and that like ruins the flow of what you're trying yeah, to say it completely does because sometimes you have like in your head you have okay this this word is the most important words so had to put emphasis in that word but if you go over like you do a lot of energy and all of that and then like you don't have no more breath for mm-hmm. that word then you lose the whole meaning of like what you're trying to do yeah. yeah was there a point when you realized you liked your own work because I imagine, I think this goes for everyone who makes things. Like, there's a period of time when you're like, everyone's telling you the stuff you make is good. And you're like, no, it's not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And th- but then there's a point where you're like, okay, I am good. I am making cool shit. Like, so yeah. what, what was that for you? Well, I don't know. I'm like, I, it, it's like very different for me because I have my friends. I love my friends. They're so supportive. They're like, oh my God, Vanessa, like when's your book coming out? I'm so ready to read your poems. And I'm just a person that sometimes I don't believe in myself and I don't believe on all these gifts that like I've gotten. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very hard for me to admit like, oh, I'm, I'm actually pretty good at this. I don't know. Like I'm very, I'm, I don't know. I haven't really gotten to that point that I'm just like, I'm amazing. Like not not like not like like that. Like too. How do you say this word? I'm sorry. English is not my first language. But like I'm not too too into myself, mm-hmm. you know. And like I don't know. I still haven't figured. I still haven't found that that little thing that will make me say yes. I'm good. You know? I mean, but even then, like you 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 know, there's a point where you realize like, oh, you're not writing shitty poetry. There's a point. Yeah. Where you're like, okay. So when was yeah. was there like a poem where like oh like this is cool yeah which one was that the the one i did right now about my mom mm. yeah i love my mom i love writing poems about my mom and when i write i'm like wow like i'm describing my mom so beautifully like i would i don't think i would have been able to do this when i was like five years ago i wouldn't mm. be able to tell my mom like she's beautiful in like so many words and yeah that's when i really is is there so with that, like, was there ever like a hesitance? Like, especially I think when you're writing about real people, and especially like family, like I think mm-hmm. that can either be really easy for some people or really difficult for some people. And so was it always like a natural thing to be able to write about your mom and like how you felt about her, knowing that when that like she's going to see that or like, <laughs> like they'll see your work and then you'll have to like look each like, other in the like, eye. And be like, I wrote about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was very natural for me. It mm. was very, very natural. I don't really think I don't, I've never felt uncomfortable writing about my family and my personal life. Um, because I performed for the women's rally and they told me, uh, write a, like, do you have to write a poem about women's empowerment? And I was like, I don't have any poems about women's empowerment. I don't have anything. And my friend, she also, pointed, it's a very broad, like, topic because you can write about so much stuff yeah yeah exactly i'm just like what am i gonna like okay <laughs> um but one of my friends pointed out they were like yeah you literally write about your mom all the time i was like no i don't and i go back to all my poems and there's at least three lines to talk about my mom and i was just like <laughs> what i did i put all those lines together and made it into one which is like the one i did before yeah 
So it was like very natural that I didn't even notice I was writing poems about my family. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then, so then what's your process? So say like in that case, you write this poem and then is there, I say like in quotes, is there like an editorial process where like does someone, do you show it to other people and then like see what they think? Or are you like looking at it yourself and like, oh, I need to like rework this part or like, how does that work for you? For me? Okay. I write, I do write the poems and I, I have to show it to another person, either my teacher, Miss Karnick, or my, the best coaches I will ever have in my life that are Matthew Kevin Hernandez and Mrs. Alicia Wise. I like send them some poems. Can you check it out? Because I have the worst the worst um spelling i suck <laughs> at spelling i really i love reading books everything but it's just spelling it's like like i don't know how to spell like i'm a poet and i don't know how to spell like who does that and so i do send it to them because they like correct my spelling and they're like maybe you should use this word instead of this word to make it more like better and sound like meaningful and all those things so i'm just like okay i guess I- i'll do that and they help me so much like, all my poems sound good because of them mm-hmm. because they've helped me like a lot of things and there are they, they, a lot of changes occur throughout my poems i usually send it to three different people <laughs> yeah three different people and then it comes back to me and i was like okay this is if i do one to take it like their advices i take it. if i don't then i'm just like okay thank you for like helping me a lot but i'm gonna keep it like this mm-hmm. you know to keep the truth in it too how did you find your coaches i know like because i i've i've read a little bit about you and so i know you like got started like getting bigger and like doing more poetry and like you joined like the get lit mm-hmm, yeah. group and so I'm, like how does how did that happen well <laughs> my first first coach ever my first poetry coach was miss karnick mm-hmm. i found her because there was the poetry club and she had a creative writing class too and she was my english teacher my my teacher for creative class she was my coach for poetry she was like another mom to me and i found her in school and then she told me to join get lit which uh we had a sun sunday classes which called the get lit players and that's where i found the coaches from like matt and alicia were there they were like taught us how to improve in our writing how to put words into papers and also do it like for a whole mess of people and like yeah do you find like their styles are different because like it sounds like with uh what was your, i forget your teacher's name miss karnick like i feel like since she's re- she's working in a specific school right whereas yeah. your other coaches they're working like with a bunch of different kids that are from a, several different places and do they have different like notes and styles because they have those different contexts like i'm wondering if like if the way they interact with you is different because of like their context and where they are versus like your teacher uh has that school and has seen you probably your work for a longer period of time whereas they have a different perspective of like very like high level we're here for the competitions mm-hmm. and like i'm wondering what well, that is for that's you. very interesting um there are actually all of them all of them three are the same mm. like they do although they do work from different places and they come from different places they still teach me the same thing um which is the most like to be to be true to myself to be true to my poetry true to my feelings they have always taught me to like whatever I write to make sure it's true to make sure it's a true story to not like because some poets uh, some people do like write stories like this happened to me when it really didn't and it's like come on like we're trying to like want to know your true feelings and so they've taught me to 
be honest to my poetry and to not also self um destruct you know because we do put a lot of emotions into our poetry and they always both all them three made sure that i was okay before i even said a poem after i said a poem they was make sure my mental health and like my everything i'm doing okay so they're just they're great they're mm-hmm. pretty amazing they all work the same everything they literally do everything the same they tell me to (laughs) breathe they tell me to like manage my levels they tell me to like enunciate which is the 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 thing i lack the most they're like (laughs) enunciate vanessa enunciate so i'm like okay like i guess i have to now they're really the same yeah and then how long do you usually spend on like like a poem i i I bet it varies (laughs) between different ones Yeah. yeah but like for you, how long are you usually like looking at one piece when you're working on it? Mm, probably like two weeks. Like mm-hmm. for that's the like, if it's just like a random poem, I'm just like, okay, two weeks, I'm gonna spend it on this. But for other poems, like I'm till this day, I'm still editing all my poems that I've ever written because sometimes you like, oh, this word sounds better for this poem. So mm-hmm. I just go back and change it and things like that. But for me to write it, write it just like it's a rough draft probably takes me like a day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day I go back and check it and then just leave it alone for a whole week because to like my brain to think of other amazing things and then after a week i go back and edit some things and i send it to people and then edit it again so like probably two weeks three weeks in order for be like polished you know Mm. cool and then do you have major influences for your poems like is is that how how does that work for you like do you like i imagine you have like favorite writers and people whose language you really love and and I'm sure that influences how you write. So can you tell me about like oh, yes. <laughs> that for you? Uh, yes. Um, one of my favorite poets, it's Pat Mora. She wrote this amazing book of this amazing poem called The Desert is My Mother. El Desierto es Mi Madre. And it's just, it's, she put so much imagery in her poems that I, it's, there's a line that's like, I said, feed me. She offers chamomile, oregano, and peppermint. Mm-hmm. I said, make me beautiful. She offers twerkers for my fingers, a pink blossom for my hair. Like, who who comes up with that? I would not be able to describe the desert as my mother. The desert as, like, something that always, always going to be coping to my emotions, make make it rain, and all these things. I, I don't know how to describe the desert like that. And she does. Like, she's amazing. So I'm just like, that's one of my favorite poets was Pat Mora. Another one is Jessica, Jessica Salgado. She writes the best love poems. I suck at relations. I cannot keep a man or a woman in my life. I can't. Like, I was telling my brother, I was like with a guy for three days. And after, I was like, sorry, I can't do it. Like, it's too much for me. And it's, yeah, and it's Jessica recently wrote a book. Shout out to Jessica. She recently wrote a book uh, called Corazon, where she like describes all different types of loves there is in this world and like self appreciation and learning to love yourself before you like, spread your wings and like throw some love at everyone when you don't really feel it for yourself so she writes about that and i'm just like that's exactly what i'm feeling like i need to love myself in order for me to like love other people and those are like two of the main poets and of course my coaches matthew and alicia i have a lot of people that inspired me seriously i get inspiration from everyone but those like four are the mainly matthew alicia jessica and 
pet more. So then what do you pull from those people? Because it sounds like what you really enjoy is like this lush like language that someone uses yes. to describe something that's either difficult to yeah. hand, like get your hands on or like maybe not everyone thinks is like this beautiful thing. So like, it's, so what are you... What are, you, what are you pulling from these people you love so much? Well, I pull the first honesty and, like, the the way they, like, they you can still find a little of them in every poem. Mm -hmm. Like, the language. Because they do combine their own language. Like, for Pat Moore and Jessica, they combine Spanish with English. And that's something very admirable that they are so proud of being part of both worlds. And I want to be pr proud of being part of both worlds, you know. And I want to bring my cultures together and all of that. So I'm just like, yes, culture. I want that. And for Matt and Alicia, it's just the honesty and like how they make every every line oh, why do i say this they make every line like a different poem every line is a different poem and it takes you in so many journeys that you're like whoa like okay i thought i was reading one poem but apparently i'm reading 20 poems because everything is just amazing that they have in here and it's just i get i get the honesty the culture all at once and i'm like yes i'm loving this <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I love color yeah i'm obsessed with these yeah. poets cool um can you read say another poem yeah, for us uh, okay uh, let me see i have then put yeah mm, okay this poem i wrote it like three days ago because i was like i misspelled a word in one of my my papers for my job and then it was, it was a crazy story so i was like <laughs> you know what i'm gonna write a poem about it poets we, we say that every time you know something happens and we're like that's a poem <laughs> yeah like i fall like that's a poem it's like okay okay where is it it's a very short poem that's okay fine. okay here it goes i can only write this poem once make no edits if my writing gets lost in translation i make no edits if my tongue forgets to roll its r's hide this thick accent of mine i make no edits I can only teach this tongue to never separate the roots from the earth. Yeah, mm. It's very short. <laughs> and so did you make no edits on that Yeah, poem? I didn't. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> stay like that. I'm really not going to make any edits. So what was the thing that you said that was based some, on something that happened three days ago? Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, I was at my, my job mm -hmm. and I was like writing some random things and a person comes to me and they're like, wait, I didn't understand that. So, you know, some like people are very rude to you yeah. and they're like, can you please speak clear and speak oh. right? And I'm just like, okay, I'm not allowed to tell you anything right now because I'm working, yeah. but let me just go write it in a paper right now. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah. So I got inspiration from that because like, I can't say I can be I can't be on my job screaming at people because mm -hmm. it's my job, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of the things I really like about your poetry is the way you address like these ideas of language and how that like interacts with culture and how people view us for the, those sorts of things and I was wondering like how like your Central American heritage and like I know, I know you're from Guatemala originally how that influences the stuff you write about and like how intimate you're able to be with your art and like how <laughs> how how you speak about like your your culture and your people and like how that comes through in your in your work i guess yeah. we were actually just talking about it with my brother i know and that way here okay. because, yeah because 
we were saying like, I've spent half my life in Guatemala already and half my life here. And it's just these two different cultures. And we're saying if if I ever go back to Guatemala, everything's going to change. My whole after restart, we were, I was saying after restart, like, where am I going to go for school? Start mm-hmm. making new friends, start creating new dreams. Whereas here I have everything. And it's just, it's very hard to bring those two things together but it's not impossible because i like i've said i've i've learned to appreciate what each country has given me i've learned to like say okay these are the different things but yet there's one little thing that makes it all equal like my passion for both the countries my love for both the countries and each what each culture has brought me you know and making me into who I am and by poetry into what it is because in Guatemala I'm just so inspired by like where I used to live it was a very quiet place and we lived near the mountains and everyone in there was so nice and we would speak and like my school was literally down the street and I would still be late for school for like 20 minutes and, a, and it's like a three minute walk I don't know how many <laughs> 20 minutes and in here it's like everyone in my my family is here everyone is in here so they have brought the culture in here but then I bring other friends like from different cultures into my life and they have taught me to be happy and just love everyone the way they are and you know, it's like I just love being part of both worlds mm-hmm. like, yeah and do you because I, I, I know you've like talked about like how, how you mix like Spanish and English and Spanglish mm-hmm. and Kiche and I'm wondering what the relationship with all those languages are and how like are you able to say things differently in in like these different languages because I know like every language has a special way of like conveying mm-hmm. a concept or an idea that's just very particular to that language and I'm wondering how you utilize that oh, it's so hard yeah it is so hard because I I say something to my brother in English and my mom is, my mom is like what did you say like can he stay like I don't understand what you said and I try so hard to like make the same impact as I did with my brother to my mom. And I say, and she's like, okay, <laughs> like, sure. And it's just, I don't know. I, I don't know the answer to this question. I'm still trying mm-hmm. to figure out how do I make everything have the same impact, even if it's different language. And it is hard to translate because if if my poems are in English, but if I say it in Spanish, it's going to have a whole different meaning. It's going to have whole different feelings to it because I suck. I really do. I, I also like suck expressing myself in Spanish. I don't really know how to do that real well. Like well, I don't. That's the that's the joke that I've heard. Like if you're bilingual, that actually means you're just having trouble in two languages yeah. <laughs> rather than knowing <laughs> yeah, one language. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like I have so much trouble too because in Quiche, my grandma calls us um, from my dad's side, um, and they start speaking Quiche, and like I understand some words, and I'm just like okay, like I'm getting it, and they start talking real, really fast. And I'm just like, Vanessa, you're forgetting, yeah. you're like, you're forgetting what your tongue's first language is, which is, you're forgetting that. Like, you need to step up your game. You need to understand things. And it gets me frustrated sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm very sympathetic. Like, yeah. there's that guilt. Cause, okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go I'm, ahead, girl. I'm, Tell me. I'm half Filipino. Cause my mom, I'm much, my mom was an immigrant from the Philippines. And I always think about 
like not being able to speak Tagalog, which is the language that they they speak over there and that my mom knows and is the language she grew up in. And there's always that guilt of like not being able to speak that. But then when I think about it, it's even more complex because Tagalog is the language that came to the country when Spain colonized the, the country. And then it was a mix between Spanish and the indigenous language, yeah. which I don't even know the name of. And I feel like that's super such a, yes. such a like complex idea. And I think about that all the time because mm-hmm. I, I actually had a friend who made this performance piece where she wrote. Um, on the walls she wrote like uh, this prayer to like her mom on like the all the walls of the, this small room but all the walls were like you know you know a room yeah, yeah. Eight, <laughs> 10 feet tall or whatever and she wrote it on all the walls over and over first in the like the indigenous language and then over it again in Tagalog and then over it again in English because English is now like the dominant language there and what? that's like a crazy thing to think about that is very crazy <laughs> oh my god I'm just picturing all because, like, for me, that's such, like, viscerally, like, what it's like. It, it, honestly, it is. It's written over. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking for you, like, when you, like, have, can you write, like, like confidently? Because I, I imagine it's, like, hard to, like, even, like, speak. Because you're challenged when you're speaking to your family mm-hmm. to, like, speak, even speak and, like, get on their level in Kiche. And then I imagine, like, writing it, there's a lot of pressure to I, get it right i don't know how to write in kiche yeah. i try i i literally i google thank you google yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know sometimes you gotta do that like sometimes i go to google like for some part of my poems i have some like kiche words in it and like i had to go to google and know like google in order to understand like what my language is you know and it's like i don't even know and i was born in one of my i don't yeah. even know how to write kiche and i'm just like it's crazy mm-hmm. and my sometimes my brother makes fun of me a lot of the times because like i say some like words in kiche and kiche is such, such the type of language is like if there's a word there's like two words that like you say that are written the same way and they sound the same way but it's just one little one little thing that changes the meaning of like it like a pronunciation yeah a pronunciation yeah. that changes the meaning of it Ugh. and like sometimes I say the wrong thing but it's like the bad uh, the bad side of that word and my, <laughs> my, my my parents my family like what is wrong with you why are you saying that I'm like I'm sorry like I- I'm sorry I don't know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and it's just like it's funny sometimes but then I'm just like like are you serious Vanessa like this is your first language yeah. and you don't even know how to say the right word I mean it's not your fault <laughs> not your fault yeah this is this country's fault um so but then does that encourage you to like keep trying and to like speak about like speak about Guatemala and like talk about your family because I imagine like it seems like you're the type of person who like sees that and you're like okay I'm gonna fight and like do my best to like <laughs> yeah to like bring everything yeah. into one little thing yeah <laughs> um so i'm curious do you prefer well i'm okay do you when you i imagine you're doing a lot of writing on your own mm-hmm. and then some of those you pick to be the type of poem that you perform in front of people and i'm wondering if like what's your preference like do you like how much do you or are they just different modes of thinking, like the type of poem, the type of writing you do for like a book versus the type of poem that you'll have that you'll perform in front of a crowd of people? And like, do you prefer one over the other or are they equal in your mind? You're just different modes or like, what is that for you? Mm-hmm. 
I prefer the paper poems. Really? Yes, I do. Because it's more intimate, I think. And it has everything I want to say. Because sometimes when I perform some poems, it's like, okay, can you not say this word? Or please, like, scratch out this line from the poem. Because it depends on the crowd. And, like, let's say if they are in middle school or, like, elementary school, I'm not going to go there and talk about these heavy topics. And it's like, sure, they need to be, like, aware of what's happening in this country and, like, around the world. But I'm not going to do it so explicitly. I'm not gonna like be like here's what's happening you know so I do have to like censor myself a lot really yes interesting there's, yeah there's a lot of censoring this like that I always do because like it's based on people and like what the crowd wants and things like that whereas I, I, like in paper it I just get, lives yeah it just stays there and no one's gonna be like cross this out you know and if they wanna cross it out go ahead but it's still there it's, <laughs> the words are still in the paper even you cross it out they're still printed in the paper so I do like more for like the paper poems and things like that yeah. how how often would you have to like I, I'm sure like you said it depends on the audience so mm -hmm. like if it's a younger audience you have to like take out certain things mm -hmm. Is, was that censorship like stuff you have to do for yourself and you're like oh I'm I know I'm performing for like middle school so I need I can't like do this poem or is it like are you or are you given like things like you can't talk about or is it just like you know your audience? No, yeah, I know the audience. Okay. Yeah, because okay. I'm not gonna talk about like really like personal topics like elementary school kids that haven't really been through that thing mm -hmm. and they're like what well, they're gonna go home and like mom a poet said this and that and that and it's like okay like no Vanessa please think you know <laughs> yes I mean that'd be pretty cool <laughs> yeah it'd be cool but the, apparently the probably the parents are gonna go next day mm -hmm. and be like why are you teaching my child this yeah. you know yeah. okay and then can you tell well since you like your written your written stuff so much can you tell me more about your book that you're working on? Oh my god. Yeah, okay. I'm so... <laughs> okay, I've always, like, for the past five years... No, five years. For the past two, three years, I'm like, I'm writing a book. Like, I tell my friend, I'm, I'm writing a book. And my friend's like, oh my god, it's so crazy. But then I just stop writing it. And I, But right now, I have, like, a deadline, which is November 7th. It's my birthday. So I'm just like, Vanessa, you gotta write everything. And I'm very excited because it's just... It's, it's going to be a poem, a book dedicated to my mom. I love my mom so much. She means the world to me. She's like, she's a very, very like strong woman. She's like, when she arrives home, you know she arrives, comes home. Because she starts, not screaming, but she has a loud voice. It sounds <laughs> like she's screaming. And it's just like, I'm here and I'm ready to like bring you all together and bring you to do things and things. So like my whole poem, my whole book is based on, on like her life, her everyday things. And there are some poems here and there about my brother, about my dad. And it's just family things and about self-appreciation and love Yes, I'm just focusing on that on my book right now. How do you... So what ends up in the book? Because I imagine you're doing a lot of writing mm -hmm. and then you're like, okay, so well, this is this one's good and goes in the book. Yeah. Well, this <laughs> one, like, oh, I don't know. So how does that... What's that? Is it like... And also, are you writing things specifically for the book or is it always just like you have everything that you have and then some of it does go in? Yeah, it's like I have everything that has. Okay. Yeah. But... Yeah, the way I choose if the poem goes in the book is like, um, um, I send it to some people. Yeah, I send it like Miss Karnick. She's she's gonna be helping me big time. 
um, I'm gonna send her all the poems right now. I've written it, so I'm gonna send her. And she's like, I think this should go here. Like, I don't think like this is too <laughs> personal, you know. And just like, okay, and and then I'll make the final decision. Like, if I want, if I actually want to take in consideration what they've helped me with or not. It's just whether I feel like people are gonna connect to it or not. It's just. It it varies. I don't think there's really, if it's really bad and and I like it, or and I feel like other people are gonna like it, then I'm just gonna put it there. If if even if it's two lines, one line, they're short poems, I guess, two lines. But I'm just gonna put it there, as long as it speaks the truth. It's gonna be in the book. Mm. How long is it gonna be? It's not gonna be big. Yeah, it's not because it's it's my first book, and I don't know. I want it to be like, um personal like little tiny book probably like 20 poems mm. yeah it's not a lot 20 poems so the, the other thing i'm wondering about that sort of thing is there how do you go about ordering the poems like i know because like when someone reads through them especially if it's like 20 poems they mm-hmm. might just end up reading them all at once yeah. and is there like a way you have to structure the books like I want them to end on this poem. This one's like really important. And this is the one they have to leave my work with. Mm-hmm. Like how, how do you choose that sort of thing? I don't know. I still <laughs> haven't gotten to that part. I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I still haven't gotten to the part and I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm thinking I should like the first poem should be like all of the poems together in one poem. I don't know. Little bits of lines. I don't know. Like, We'll just see what's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I really, I haven't thought of. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. I think this is the, the most important thing in the book. It's like how are people gonna like read it. Like if I'm gonna take him in a, a little uh, bump on, on a journey, yeah, on a yeah. journey. Like how do I want the journey to end? Them crying, laughing. I, I, I really don't know how to do that. Well, but I think then, your poems have a lot of range, and so you can do all of that. Yeah. But I think a lot of that depends on like what eventually you want yeah like the the tone of the book to be yeah so is and it sounds like it's me very personal since it seems like it's a lot about your family so will it be mostly like be serious sort of poems or will we have like no like- yeah there's gonna be a, li- a lot of funny poems okay, in there yeah because i don't want my, my readers to be depressed throughout the whole poem like i said i want to take them in the journey like make them happy and then be like oh darn it and they'd be like oh hey that's a really good line or like i like this poem it's funny so yeah it's just gonna be funny serious ones and like not so serious it's gonna vary cool. yeah okay can you read another yes, thing yes i will please. read another one um and i'm telling you i have a lot of like family poems this poem is dedicated to one of my cousins it's called what's next it was a quiet friday i prayed to god for this family to not be forgotten but my prayers weren't enough it was a quiet friday or at least i would like to remember it that way if I told you that I preach hypocrisy, would you believe if I say my words were strong enough to prevent him pointing the gun at my mom, that my accent was scary enough to prevent him walking inside my sacred home? If people asked me what happened that night, I would tell them it was no big deal. I knew how to handle the man with a warrant in hand and gun in the other, that I looked him in the eye and told him this is nothing, that Mother Desert taught me how to survive and he won't stop me. I would tell them them 
I never opened the door to the men, screaming at my mother, the one looking down on her, the one who did not see the scars on her hand, the one who ignored my two-year-old brother standing next to her. I will stand firmly and say I was never scared, that I've written poems about it, as if telling the man with the bulletproof best the poem by my culture would stop him from arresting mom and dad. I will explain to them in details everything I wish would have happened, but I will never say how I opened the door for him and allowed him to step inside my world, that the only thing I was able to do is translate for my parents. I let the man sit on the couch, the one it took my father paycheck to buy how i offered him some water giving him the cup mother only uses for important guests i would never say that a piece of paper was enough for a stranger to go through my family pictures searching for evidence for a crime i did not know about is it so easy for him to point the finger does he feel honored to invade the only place i dare to be myself i bet he's got a house he can call his own that he sits peacefully thinking how much money he made this friday does he why does his wife brags on of how great of a man he is do his children know how many happy families he's left quiet that an emptiness was left in a kid's heart <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm wondering what because there's a certain point where you like now you know a lot of other poets. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was what's the feedback like when you like show stuff to like your friends who are also poets and like I'm wondering like what that sort of scene is like and like what it's what it's like to be surrounded by other people who are also like really involved in writing and like doing the same sort of thing you do and how that changed your own work. It feels like a blessing. It's such a blessing because there's so many eyes looking at your paper, so many eyes looking at your poem, and there's so many suggestions happening at once. And my friends are so good at giving like suggestions. That, um, I have the her name is uh, Mila. Their name is Mila Kuda, most amazing poet ever. I've like sent her some of my poems. She edits them really good. She's like uh, Google through Google, you know, <laughs> technology. And she tells me, maybe you should change this line. And that like, gives me suggestions. And it's just basically more like find better words to describe like what I'm saying and things like that. Um, this other friend of mine, Hannah, she helps me a lot in like performing wise and all this. She tells me, maybe you should like not say this word too loud because it's not really important word. Because sometimes I put emphasis in words that like and and I put so much emphasis in the word and it's like okay like you don't have to do that like find some other words to like put so much meaning into it not just and like maybe other words and she helps me a lot of that and a lot of poets do view your poems like sometimes i'm like with a poet poet performs i'm like wow oh i see what they did there like oh that's really good that's a really good strategic like if they they sometimes like go really like soft and like say the word soft and i don't know they go really loud and you're like whoa that was like that was too much but like but then again they got your attention Mm -hmm. and that's what they were going for so like now i feel like every poet is like that we like look at like the little changes they did and we're like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna write them a little notebook for me to do it (laughs) next time you know and yeah they're really good at like doing those things mm. do you have a poem of yours that's your favorite yes i do what is it um 
It's the my favorite poem is um We Are Proud is the first poem I've ever like really said in front of a lot of people. I was th- I was so nervous because it's like very very political and like I do write a lot of political poems and I was like okay how are people going to take this? And they took it really well so I was like okay, I can breathe now, you know. Yeah. Was was that you said it was like nerve-wracking the first time? Like what what, what who was your audience for that? Like was it it was a like a high school uh-huh. because get lay we go through high schools and from poetry, um, I don't really remember the high school, but it was really big. I mean, it's a high school. There's probably like it's an LA high yeah, school. Yeah, an LA high school is very very packed. You know, we don't even have spaces in rooms anymore. It was very very packed, and I was like, okay, I'm about to perform in front of all these people that some of them don't even care about poetry, and I'm about to go there and be like. I'm about to spoken word to you guys. And it was very never wracking. I probably, after I said the poem, I got a little like an anxiety attack after that because it was so overwhelming and so many emotions. And like it was, it was crazy, but it was a great experience because I mean, I'm still doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering then because it seems like you've done a lot of different performing. Like, what's the best performance you've ever had? And what is like the weirdest? there's some let me see I haven't really like picked a favorite like whatever comes to mind doesn't have to be um, let me see the best the best <laughs> I would say the women's rally that mm-hmm. was my favorite one because like I was, it was the first time I like talked about my mom so beautifully and it's just it made me realize how many how strong women are out there in the world, how much they're fighting in order for us to like, for our future generations to be like, I'm strong mm-hmm. and I'm independent and I can do things that I believe in. And it's just that alone is that I was like, whoa, like, thank you for blessing me today, Jesus. And yeah, that was one of my favorite ones. And, and also because like that's an audience that like yeah. wants to hear you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, because I imagine a lot of like it sounds like you're going to a lot of schools and like a lot of those like they're disinterested kids. And so yeah. like that's a difficult crowd to perform in front of because like a whether they like poetry or not, they might not even like care. Like the fact that you're there, there's like, okay, I'm in this room they and we're good. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I yeah. Gotta get my credits. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you do go to high schools like that, but like, it's amazing because at the end of the day, when I go to high schools like that and things, they are so into it. And sometimes we, uh, we always judge too quick. So like sometimes the most serious kid is the one that's the most interested. Mm. Sometimes they might be looking to your, their rights, their left and like on their phone. But after you're done, they're like, Oh my God, I really like that one poem you did. And it's like, Whoa, like, okay. Like I didn't think you were listening, but you were. Thank you. And there's a lot of kids like that and they're always gonna after we finish performing we see that they were always interested in poetry and if, even if they try to act cool you know like i don't do poetry but yeah they're always cool they're amazing do you get feedback like that like someone will come up to you after after you, you're done and be like hey this like mattered a lot to me yeah i yeah i do and i'm so thankful for people like that and i'm also thankful for those that like that judge because there's some people that are not gonna like my poetry Mm -hmm. and i understand that and i thank them because it gives me more strength to be that i need to keep writing more and for those that give me good feedback i always thank them because this is what i do this is why i do what i'm doing because i touch people's heart and i connect to their emotions and it's helping them 
It's helping them be like, okay, I can do this. I can also express my emotions. I can feel things. Mm -hmm. And it's mostly, I'm I'm mostly more happy when it's guys because Mm. guys have been taught to not feel things. Guys have been taught to like, okay, you're a guy. You're not supposed to be crying. Like you're supposed to be manly and like very tough and things like that. And I'm just like, yeah, you're allowed to feel some things. You're allowed to cry. You're allowed to do all. You're allowed to do whatever you want, as long as you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then what's what's the weirdest? The weirdest thing. <laughs> um, I don't. I haven't really had a weirder one. I really haven't. Like, <laughs> like people ask me that, they're like, "What's the weirdest part?" Blah, blah blah. And I'm just like, "No, I've, I haven't really had a weird one because they're always so nice and so patient. They're all every all the events I've been through, I've been on. All the people are amazing and they're always smiling and like bring like really good energy in my life and I appreciate that. So it's been good. Yeah, it's been good so <laughs> well, far. It's hopefully. been good. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. Do you feel good? I feel amazing. Okay, yes. great. Where can people find your stuff? My stuff? Yeah. They just look up Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-A, Tahai, T-A-H-A-Y. And my what are, my my Instagram and all. I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my Instagram, my Twitter, all my Facebook is also Vanessa underscore Tahai. Yeah. Okay, cool. Will you close us out with one last one last poem? Yes, okay, please. yes. Okay, this is the first poem I've ever did in front of people. It's called "We Are Proud." At the age of ten, I crossed deserts, rivers, and borders, and I did not come here to see you like this, mi compadre. Raise your head. Our mother did not teach us how to stay down the desert, taught us how to keep fighting. In front of us, there are obstacles we must break. To my brothers and sisters, do not be ashamed of who we are. We're not aliens. We're Hispanics. We have a voice. So why do we have our mouths full of words that need to be expressed? But we stay shut, thinking again and again that our voices are falling short. The messages we send cannot reach their destinations. Our pockets are full of stones that stop our bodies from chasing dreams. And we stand there quietly murmuring our prayers hoping for a miracle to come but to my people i say raise your voices make them want don't let the stones in our pockets prevent us from showing them what's within us that from there has made us strong those who think so low of us and treat us like animals do not let them label us as criminals rapists that is not who we are so to you i don't mean to offend you but i do need to correct you We Hispanics are proud to being who we are. We did not come here to rob, but to offer. No venimos a robar, pero a ofrecer. So to my people, raise your hand up high, because you are you. That's the first film I've ever written. Oh my God. Yeah. And you still like it. Yeah, I like it. Although it's like so cheesy. It's the cheesiest poem that I ever had. Like, raise your fist. Like, be you. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's I mean, cheesy. first poem. Yeah. That's like, what you yeah, go for. It's my first poem. So I was like, I still like it. Cheesy. But I like cheesy. Mm. Yeah. And then like cheesy is what works. Exactly. To be honest. Like, people <laughs> love cheesy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank here. Thank you for having me. This was great. It was. It really was. I talked a lot. But that's the whole point. I'm yeah. interviewing you. Yeah, but like, I really like it. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad. Appreciate it. Okay, that's it. Yay. Okay. We've done it. We've done it.
Thank you for listening to The Living Room. This week, our guest was Vanessa Tahai, and you can find them on Instagram at Vanessa underscore Tahai. The Living Room was created by Lucas Cathy and Karina Taylor, recorded by James Goldman at Struck House, and produced by Hannah Mraz. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or whatever podcast app you prefer. If you have questions or would like to chat with us, email thelivingroompodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram. Special thanks goes to the residents of the Struck House for dealing with our noise. And of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>